everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everybody. Hey. 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 Thanks for tuning in to episode 111 of Hop Culture. Today, we are answering your questions for us in an episode series we like to call the problem solvers. Now, we don't profess to be experts in any arena necessarily. Um, We don't even necessarily have life experience beyond the average Joe. But, you know, we've come up through the school of hard knocks. We've had our ups and downs. And, you know, there's four of us. So hopefully one of us will have a fresh perspective of some kind to, um, to offer up. And we are just so grateful to you guys for entrusting us to give our point of view. Um, these are just our opinions, you know. So the advice is worth as much as you paid for it and take it or leave it. But it's lots of fun. I think a lot of these are relatable issues that a lot of us deal with in one way or another in this episode. That was like a common thread that I saw. I think a lot of these are relatable. So um, we had people submit these on Instagram. Follow us at Hop Culture Pod on there if you want to get in on like when we ask for input or feedback or anything like that. And let's go ahead and jump right in with um, a nice easy breezy one, which is should I cut bangs? Yes. No. Always cut your own bangs. <laughs> Wait, oh, is it cut own? your own or get them cut? No, just should I cut bangs? <laughs> My answer to either one would be yes, but especially get, well, actually. Mm. Anne and I have a bad history of cutting our own. Yeah. I'm almost more supportive of cutting your own because at least while they're being cut, you know it's going bad. That's the thing. (laughs) I've never liked bangs that someone else has cut for me. I've only Mm -hmm. liked them when I've cut my own. But I've also messed up so badly when I've cut my own. I do feel like if you're going to cut bangs, you might as well cut them yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, do I have a weird cowlick? Do I (laughs) have um, a tendency to not do my hair a lot? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I have a Zoe Deschanel type of like quirky vibe? There's mm-hmm. these are all questions to ask yourself, but generally, Tess, those I would are say actually no. really good questions. They're really good. Yeah, I I do think you have to like ask yourself the hard questions. Maybe look up some celebrities with like a similar face shape to you and see if they look good. They're gonna look good because they're celebrities. But like, I do think Bangs. They really look good on some people. Like, I do think some people look better with bangs than without. Mm-hmm. And you might not know till you try. So have you had bangs before? And if so, did you like them or not? Mm-hmm. And then are you willing to go through the stages of growing them out and style them every single day until they are fully grown yes. out? Yes. You do have to style Spray them. them with dry shampoo because they're going to get greasy. Like, yeah. I do th- – I'm not saying absolutely don't get bangs because I think they're a great option for some people and they're really fun and cute, but also like you have to be practical. Two other questions would be, do you live in a humid climate? Mm. 
where you are going to have like a sweaty forehead a lot. And the other question would be, are you really active where you're needing to pull your hair back a lot off of your face? Mm -hmm. Or do you just enjoy wearing like athleisure, you know, where like you're going to need to be pinning back? It's fine if it's like a side swept bang or a little curtain bang. But when I had like straight across bangs, it was very difficult to pull them back. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, just things to consider. And then based on your findings, if you do cut bangs, make like a, a note to yourself in your notes app if it worked or not. That's that's my advice with all haircuts. I have a note in my notes app telling myself adamantly not to get bangs and not to get a bob ever again. <laughs> These mm-hmm. are things I know about myself. Yeah. This is why I said yes, always yes, if someone asks if they should get bangs. Not because I think it will look good, but because they won't stop until they get those bangs. Yeah. Once, I mean, it's like, just try it. Once someone has made their mind up, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they want bangs and they're not going to believe they'll look bad until they get the bangs and they hate them. So like, <laughs> do it with it's my blessing. Looking like a true grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's grace's that's true for Grace. It's maybe not true for everyone. Some people can talk themselves out of things. What? I just think, are you going to live your whole life afraid of a haircut? Just try it. You know, like, as I said, Anne cut my hair when she was here this last week. <laughs> she was asking what length I wanted it. And I was like, uh, like hitting my shoulder. And I was like, it'll grow. And then she's like, how short do you want the shortest layer? layer? And I'm like, chin length? I'm like, I mean, it'll grow. And she's like... Why don't you just tell yeah. me the length you actually she's want? She already sounds like she's trying yourself. to make herself feel better <laughs> about grow. her choices. And I was like, do you like, want a haircut? <laughs> it was like, you have to go a little shorter mm-hmm. than you want because mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to maintain it. So <laughs> I'm like, just just go a little too short and give me some room to grow. But yeah, just try it. And like, who cares? It'll mm-hmm. grow back. I love bangs. I actually think I looked better with bangs, but I'm too lazy to maintain them right now. So I thought, Tess, you had some good insights there. And as a curly girl, you also have a different perspective. Yeah, I I have pondered, like, should I get curly bangs? And I can just tell you right now, that is one of my worst ideas. But it does come back to me. I think think it's right. Someday I'm going to get those curly bangs. (laughs) Yeah, just got to try it. Okay, next question. I have a friend who is super fun to hang out with. But when it comes to favors, it's a one-way street. How do I set boundaries without hurting feelings? <sighs> okay. First off, that's the most annoying situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just reading that question, I'm like, I'm getting riled up. Well, I'm I was really curious because a one-way street to me sounds my initial interpretation is like you you ask for favors back and the answer is no. But so I'm like, there's a difference between someone who will not return a favor when asked or someone who just needs more help and you're in a position to give more help. I think those are two different situations. Yeah. Are you you giving help without being asked to? Like, Mm. are you expecting this friend Mm -hmm. to just kind of jump in without? I don't know. I I don't understand this. No, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Like, is it a thing where you invite you, you know – offer things and you kind of it's this unspoken expectation that they will Mm -hmm. return it without being asked but i still think that's like a frustrating friendship i don't think any of those situations Mm -hmm. is like they're all different but they all still are sort of like 
I don't know. It doesn't feel very good to be asked for a lot of favors and never have them offered, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I feel like I had like a different opinion, I guess. I don't know. Are you really close friends? Because I think if you're, if this is someone that you want to be like close friends with or you are close friends, then I kind of feel like, like, why are you keeping score kind of? Mm-hmm. Like if you were really close, I don't feel like you would mind doing favors. That's actually a really them, good point. And you wouldn't be really keeping track of like, well, I did this favor and then she never offered to do this for me. So if you are close friends and you want to stay close friends, then I would say just like maybe don't keep score or maybe say no sometimes because I do feel like people who ask for a lot of favors are also comfortable with being turned down. Like mm-hmm. Grace taught me that. <laughs> Grace, Grace is always telling me that. And I do think it's true. Like, can't say no. Well, I just have a hard time me saying too. no. Yeah. And but Grace told me that have one a time. Hard time asking for a favor. Exactly. I would rather like truly do anything <laughs> before I'd ask for help. So I so. think sometimes when like someone like you who doesn't want to ask for things and also wouldn't say no becomes friends with someone who would ask for favors, like, it can just be kind of, like, confusing. Um, But I think what you're saying is true because, like, I was thinking about my friendships and I'm like, well, anyone who I would consider a close friend, I would – I've never felt this way towards. Yeah. And I think it's because just naturally, like, you gravitate towards and are closer with people who you're kind of on the same wavelength with with and like you have seasons where one friend needs more mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're the one that needs more help sometimes they're yeah. the one that needs more help but they said this f- friend is fun to be around so that tells me it's someone who's like yeah we all probably have friends like that who are like fun and you consider them a friend but maybe like you feel like they take advantage of you mm-hmm. yeah a little bit but it's like well they're fun so you kind of forgive it <laughs> you know a little <laughs> bit and like i would say I don't know. It's like, I don't think when it comes to setting boundaries, you don't need, I don't necessarily think you need to say like, I'm not going to be able to help you out as much as I have in the past. Do not do that. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just start, my favorite excuse is just saying like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, but this week I have just way overcommitted. And so I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm so sorry. I hope you find someone that can, or, you know, like the This week I'm just stretched so thin. The gentle fade away. And you don't have to make an excuse or like lie and say like, I have a conflict at that time. But you can kind of just say like, that day's jam packed. Like, I'm so sorry I won't be able to. And yeah, like you don't have to give details, but you also don't have to just say – when pe- we've talked about this before, when people are like, no is a complete sentence. I'm like, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would yeah. never just say no, I can't. So I do kind of have to have a buffered <laughs> if I, like, way to say no. If I ask someone either like to do something with me or like for a favor and they just said no, that's I would be flabbergasted. So I would fade that's back never into the woods and never come out. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't take that advice. Please. Um, <laughs> but you should but you should be saying no. Just yeah, you don't you I would say, say no. don't just yeah. say the word bad about it, but just not <laughs> mm-hmm. but maybe not Give as a like, complete sentence. Kind excuse. Maybe say yeah. yes to every like fourth request they make. I think that's a good yeah. <laughs> They'll stop not, making I, them. Exactly. Eventually. And you and don't have to always say no. Or not. Like I don't know. Well, sometimes you're in a situation where, like, 
they're part of a friend group and you like the friend group and you don't want to cause a, ri- you know, like mm-hmm. you don't want to cause drama. So it's or, easier to or just Or they're like, kind of in your off. life. Like there's no way to not have them in your life, you yeah. know, without, co- yeah, without like fracturing a group of some kind. Like, so, but also like maybe what they contribute to your friendship is fun and what you contribute is favors. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like fun. I'm not someone that people would describe as, like, fun to be around. Like, I'm not bringing the fun. Mm-hmm. But I can, like, watch your kids, you know, for and a few I hours. I think you're lots There's of fun. Lots of I wasn't fun. saying, mm-hmm. you don't have to just, I like, just, you're not yeah, fun. Yeah, but I'm kids. not, like, the life of the party, you know? <laughs> you're not so, like, loud. Yeah, but you don't have to watch people's kids <laughs> to have <laughs> you. <laughs> you're that's true. You don't have to well, earn no, your like, place. I just feel like maybe you could just be aware of what they contribute and maybe what you contribute is, like, something else and, like – that's okay. Yeah. That's true. Like, if you genuinely like being around them and it's fun, then was anyone worried that was about them? Because I was kind of worried. Um, I think, yeah, I was. Well, I Do don't you guys know. ever ask for favors? I was going to say, I don't no. want to sound, I don't want to be like, I never get help because I'm sure people are listening and are like, I've helped you plenty of times. And I have had very kind friends help me many times, but I don't think I'm someone that's like, Grace might have written about me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Possible. I think every single one of these is about me. <laughs> There's a person that I attend church with, and she expects that I'll sit with her family. Mm-hmm. And Grace, all she offers is the an occasional meal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> I, She's was, not denying it. <laughs> it was her. Now I'm laughing, so like I can't get the words out to deny. Of course, it was not me. <laughs> I hope. Um, Okay, here's another friendship one, which is just, how do I make friends? The age-old question. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is a a hard question. Everyone asks it because we all would like to know the answer. Here's one thing, disclaimer before we start on this one, because I have plenty of thoughts. But I want to acknowledge that you can do all the tips for making friends, and sometimes you're just in a hard friendship season. Mm -hmm. And it really stinks. And it makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing and it's not working. So it must be me. And sometimes there's just like, I don't know, you go through like a friend lull. So don't Mm -hmm. blame yourself if you've tried these things and they haven't worked. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about you as a person, whether you're likable or like Mm -hmm. worth being friends with if Mm -hmm. you just are sort of not finding people that you click with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we did an episode on this. If you want a deeper dive, it was episode 28. And it's honestly been so long <laughs> that I don't remember. I know it was almost two years ago. Gave, but <laughs> so I'm like, hope it was good. <laughs> it was at least like a complete episode full of our best hopes for making friends. Best so hopes. check that one out. <laughs> um, I would say Broaden your horizons or expectations on, like, who you might connect with. Because I've been guilty in the past of – I remember doing this when I first went to college. Like, you'd see those groups of people who immediately had, like, a group of friends in the dorms. And I remember just being like, why do they already all – have? like, there's these friend groups, like, already established the first week of school – And I would totally be like, oh, I wish I could fit in with that group. Or, you know, like I would kind of be jealous of like people that I perceived had all these friends. 
And it was like about halfway through the year that I was like, okay, stop thinking that you're that you would click with certain people and look at the people around you who are awesome people. And like I think we're all guilty of doing that sometimes of like thinking mm-hmm. Oh, there's this type of person I would connect with or there's this group of friends I wish I was a part of. And it's not like you can't reach out to those people and try to get to know those people. But I would also say, okay, who are the people that like have shown me they would like to be my friend? And maybe I haven't really reciprocated very much, but Mm -hmm. like they're looking for a friend or someone who's like a little older than me, a little younger than me, maybe doesn't have kids. You know, it's like you sometimes get in these little narrow things of like, these are the exact cookie cutter people I would be friends with. And sometimes there's awesome people that we overlook on accident, you know? Yeah. That's a really good point, Claire. I think when I first moved here to Kirksville, I also, like, I was really worried that I wouldn't have any friends here. And so I just, like, committed. Because I don't usually like to, like, I'm just kind of, I don't love big group functions and, like, Mm -hmm. I sometimes go, but I don't always go but I committed for a couple months to just like go to anything that I got invited to anything that I saw was happening just Mm -hmm. go places and like said yes to pretty much everything that anyone invited me to or proposed and um I was surprised who I ended up like connecting with and um how many people I met through doing that so I don't know maybe take a look at your life maybe there is like make a make a couple month commitment that you're going to put yourself out there and go to everything I like that yeah I totally agree when we first moved here I did the same thing and like even if it's an activity that you don't think you're going to enjoy just go like just force yourself Mm -hmm. to go and maybe like like the idea of a challenge like almost like okay for 2 months i am going to say yes to everything i possibly can mm-hmm. like that my schedule will, will permit and just kind of see what happens cuz then you know there's an end in sight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't have i don't always have to be an extrovert just for these couple months um okay this one is a little more serious and i think a very earnest question we can all relate to How do I avoid becoming overwhelmed with all of the terrible things happening in the world? It seems like as soon as I recover from one tragedy, another strikes. I don't want to become numb from all the sadness, but it feels like too much to bear sometimes. That is a really hard one. I have a system because (laughs) I would consider myself an HSP, highly sensitive person. I'm very deeply affected by things. That happened in the world. She's an empath. Mm -hmm. I'm just an empath. And as an (laughs) empath, no. (laughs) Um, But uh, Luke Luke loves to read the news and he loves to tell me about the news. And I kind of need to like have things delivered to me at a time when I'm ready to hear it. And so we've we've come to an agreement that if it's before 9 a.m., or after 5 p.m., Luke cannot tell me any news that happens in the world. And I think that's a good idea. 9 to 5, I'm feeling my like I'm my least vulnerable self. I'm feeling there's daylight. I can handle it and I have time to process it before I have to go to bed. Otherwise it keeps me up at night. So, my advice to you would be just to think of like the time of day uh, and it can be like even a short time 
when you'll have enough time to process things and there's a limit to how how much you can take in and you're not feeling like emotionally vulnerable and only read the news at that time and then mm-hmm. take a beat. I think that's I very good. Even like social media, like only go on social media during that time because that's how I find out like so much bad that's news so true. Mm-hmm. and really get into a hole of like, oh my gosh, like I can't deal with how many bad things are going on or even taking a social media break for a while. It might sound like, you know, just bury your head in the sand. Don't be aware of it. But but I don't I don't know. I don't think that I don't think being overwhelmed and no. depressed is doing any yeah. any any more good. Well, I don't think that we were designed to have access to this much mm-hmm. news. Like I don't think it's fair that because you could be connected 24/7 that you feel like you should. And mm-hmm. honestly, like how much change do you make happen when you see sad news like yeah how much does it motivate you to do something i think it's better to say like i am really passionate about this or this political thing or you know like social movement and just help with that and i don't really know what hearing more bad things i don't know other people would maybe have different opinions but like i think it's okay to check in on the news even like once a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree with that. I actually had this post I was looking for that was saved on, I saved on Instagram. It's from Jenny Allen. Um, she says, we aren't meant to carry the problems of the whole world all day, every day, but we are the first generation to know them all. Let me be clear. I'm not saying we put our heads in the sand and get a pass to not care about the issues of our day, but in trying to care about everything, we end up helping nothing. It's called compassion fatigue. Neighbors suffering. Oh no! <laughs> Did Sorry, it get lost? my phone died. Oh, no. My phone died. So, um, well, it sounded that like was it was really good. Great, I know you sentiment. said the name of the person that posted it. That's so true. That was they good can go enough. find it. So yeah, she talks about like limiting <laughs> your inputs, like you guys were talking about, and then she also talks about you know the reality is not to say that we because I I do think like where much is given, much is required, and like we are in the definitely the privileged group of the world in terms of like resources. And I'm not saying like, oh, well, I'm just going to shut off from bad things happening around the world because it's like, no, even with just money to donate, like we can help causes around the world. So I'm not saying like we shouldn't try to help broad in a more broad way, but the reality is we can do the most good like in our immediate community and like our circle And then she also, like you were saying, Grace, um, talked about picking like one or two bigger causes that you're really passionate about and admiring the people that choose other causes, you know, because it's just not realistic to, to care super deeply about every single thing. And I've had to mute some people on social media, not because they don't have a right to share whatever they want, but if they're like really frequently sharing really heavy things just almost for it's kind of sometimes I'm like, if it's just kind of for the sake of being like, look at these terrible things, there's not like a purpose of like, here's something you can do about it. I have had to kind of mute, you know, people like that just because I'm like, I can't, I can't always be bombarded with that and surprised by that when I'm just like scrolling through social media. But I do follow news accounts too. And that's where I really want to get like the information about what's going on. So you have to have some boundaries of some kind with stuff like that. But 
I don't think any of us have a perfect answer because mm-hmm. it's just it is really really it's hard. I read a book recently about just one political issue and even though it was like it was a really sad hard book to read because sometimes you just you're just reading so many bad things and bad things and bad things and you have no idea like even what like you can read so much but understand so little and it just kind of like mm-hmm. almost like, oh, that's so true deeper to one issue kind of helped me to like I didn't end it feeling as sad as I do when I mm-hmm. scroll through the news, even though I learned a lot more about like a really sad uh, political problem. So I don't know that like maybe you spend more time. That's also such a good point, depth. Tess. Because mm-hmm. I think on social media, we get these like sound bites and we get these facts thrown at us. And I don't know about you guys, but half the time I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is that accurate? And I'm like, I feel like I don't even have time to research like if this is true, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's like you're so bombarded and it really does like pile on quickly. So I think you're right. It's like just trying to wrap your mind around one thing mm-hmm. is like probably a much better use of your time. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really good point. Okay. Here is a uh, tough question, but a fun question to discuss. Um, My five-year-old boy is starting soccer for the first time tomorrow. We just went to Dick's to get him set up with the gear. He was insistent on pink socks and a pink ball. I'm all for kids not conforming to gender norms, but I also know that kids can be mean. At what age would boys get made fun of for wearing pink? Do you risk him being made fun of and send him off in pink or try to avoid the potential hurt feelings by insisting on neutral socks? Hmm. This is a hard one. At first when I read this... I was like, oh, I don't want to get into this on the podcast because I was worried it would be controversial. But I really think the question is just like, do you try to protect your kids? Mm-hmm. You know, if you think they're making a choice that you're like, oh, that might not be like the norm, you know, and like you're worried about their feelings. Um, I would like to think at five that would I would hope it wouldn't be, you know, people would be kind no matter what. I. I would like to think at five that it wouldn't be a big deal, but I my boy is only about to turn two, so I don't know. But I kind of think, and I'm so bad at doing this, so I'm like, the this was good for me to think about because it was a good reminder for me. I have a very hard time keeping my mouth, my mouth shut to the people I love when I'm trying to help, you know, help them, quote unquote, with something. I'm a little bit of a control freak, but I do think sometimes with kids, we can introduce an insecurity mm-hmm. when one didn't even need to exist by ex- and I don't think that this mom is saying like she would have said oh that's a girl color she probably would have just tried to redirect him like she said to like a neutral option um but I do think I've I've been guilty of being like oh you know we got to brush your hair like it it looks like you look like a ragamuffin you know just saying things like that and it's like you don't need to introduce an insecurity. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there is some teasing, then you deal with it after the fact. But I don't know. Maybe that's bad advice. No, I I agree. I was going to say the same thing because the thing is, kids, they just say weird, mean stuff without even meaning. Especially like mm-hmm. little kids don't even really mean it to be mean, but they just, they might be like, oh, pink's a girl's color. Or even if your kid shows up in neutral socks, they might be like, 
who knows what they'll say about it, you know? Your kid's going to get made fun of no matter what. No matter what. what. Every because, kid does. <laughs> because kids just, there's always one kid who's going to point out the thing that you didn't think to be self-conscious and about. And don't you think, mm-hmm. don't you think from your own experiences, half the time they were wrong? Like, oh, I totally. I kids oh, yeah. that would be rude. And I was literally like, you don't know what you're talking it's about. so true. Yeah. But the thing is, that's when, when your parents are behind you and you aren't insecure about it then you know that they're wrong and you're mm-hmm. going to be a lot more confident to feel like they're wrong because mm-hmm. like you didn't your parents didn't make you feel like anything that you were wanting was like weird or you know mm-hmm. exactly I think it's, it's better to be just like i mean there are there are times that you maybe yeah, obviously you have to I see know, your I'm kids like, sometimes I'm, trying to think. I'm like there are situations where i probably would not be able to help myself and i would be like let's try to choose a different option but yeah, it's like hard. If, if you're, I don't know if your kid was going to. I know. I'm like, what example like, are you? Are you I don't know, get? like a South Park <laughs> socks. I can't think of like a more relevant, <laughs> relevant Park thing that's not not appropriate yeah, right. for kids. Something, but like something with profanity I don't know. on it. Something, or something. There's yeah. probably something where like you maybe would need to step in, but I think it's just yeah, better that they get made fun of and not think that you think they're weird that you're than to try to protect yes. them and have them feel like that's so true parents think i'm weird too mm-hmm. and also oh, that's nowadays, so true you don't you don't know what what is cool what can be pulled off mm-hmm. like i think mm-hmm. it's actually starting to be cool for boys to like wear pink hairstyles well that's i was totally thinking changed. about it and i was like dave has pink swim trunks and the swim trunks i just brought bought henry have pink on them too Mm -hmm. and i didn't even think twice about it soccer players like pro soccer players and stuff have pink shoes a a lot lot. Mm -hmm. that's true and pink yeah even like goalies have pink uniform i'm basing that on ted lasso i don't know if that's true (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about honestly and i think it's really cool uh yeah i think like you just don't know what the rising generation can pull off with their confidence Mm -hmm. and uh so i yeah i would say let them get out of their way Mm -hmm. so true well this actually segues really well into our last question which is how do i feel confident about myself when i don't follow trends and i was gonna say this is just my perspective but i like you guys were saying i actually think we live in a good time Mm -hmm. for not following trends because from where i'm standing i don't even know what the trends are probably because i'm old but i'm like i kind of feel like there's a lot more room now for like different styles than mm-hmm. especially the way our parents talk about growing up. It sounds like when they were growing up, there was literally like yeah. one brand of jeans that you yeah. had to have and like one type of shoes that you had to have. And I feel like it got better as we were growing up. And now I think, you know, like norm core all and place. all that. It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it was like you would get made fun of if you didn't have like – a mm-hmm. specific brand of shoes. Guess jeans or the something. The whole school would like mock you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like unimaginable <laughs> that is, now. That's <laughs> how I imagine the 80s. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> so if you weren't ha- dad's wearing kids, don't like- even go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dad in the 70s or something. Just like. With his like fake terrifying. blow dryer. <laughs> <laughs> the hot comb. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. But again, I mean, I, again, sorry. <laughs> But I have been in situations where I have felt that and I felt insecure because I'm like, oh, I feel frumpy or or I don't. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this question. 
And I think there are two kind of possibilities here. A, you have a certain style that you really love, but you feel like it doesn't really fit in. And maybe when we're talking about trends, we're thinking, I don't know if this is like a woman or or a certain age group, but I'm imagining kind of like the Instagram influencer look, you know, maybe is kind of like, that's what I'm thinking of. And if that's not the look you like, but you have another look that you really like, I would say maybe find a few style mentors or like icons to look up to that have a style you like or create a Pinterest board that is like a compendium of styles you like to kind of figure out how you define your style, even if it's not what's perceived as trendy, so that you have inspiration or kind of a cohesive vibe that you can get like excited about and and get behind. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes the insecurity comes from like, just being like, well, I like a lot of different things and I don't really know what looks good on me or what I like. And it's like, if you can define your own style, even if it's not. When I worked for Stitch Fix, one thing I really liked was they had like this style thermometer thing of like different types of style, like edgy or classic or bohemian or romantic. And it was kind of like all anything trendy can fit into like all of those different categories. You know, it's not just like one preppy is the only cool thing. You know, it's like there's really beautiful clothes that fit all kinds of styles. So Mm -hmm. I would just find some, whether it's an influencer or like a celebrity or just a friend who, whose style you admire, not like you have to copy them, but they can kind of be like inspiration for you sort of. And I feel like maybe like ask yourself, is the problem that you're not following the trends or is it that you just don't really have clothes that make you feel like your clothes don't really align maybe with what you love like you mm-hmm. know like maybe your clothes mm-hmm. make you feel frumpy because you just don't it's not that they're not trendy it's that you just don't really like the way your wardrobe yeah. is mm-hmm. so maybe it's mm-hmm. just time to do some exactly uh, not yeah. well trends. the other the other thing i was going to say is like the other possibility here i was thinking is if this person is just kind of in a season where appearance is not their number one priority or it's not enjoyable to focus on. It's not necessarily that they're like, oh, I have a style I love, but it doesn't fit the mainstream. It's like, no, this just isn't my thing, but I feel weird that I don't really care about it that much. And I would say I'm kind of in a season like that right now. Like, It's just not – I just don't really have the energy to be super invested. And so go back and listen to our – capsule wardrobe episode, which was episode 61. No, 50. (laughs) Trying to motion to me. What number it was? That was suit again. 54. 69. 69? Yes, 69. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry. I was was waiting for you to get the six before I moved to the nine, but... I was like, 51? (laughs) The five and the one? it was going to be 15. Oh, no. I know. At first, I saw five, and I was like, no. It couldn't have been our fifth episode. <laughs> um, but I loved doing a capsule wardrobe last year, and I didn't do it for the winter, and I regretted it, and I'm going to do it again this summer. Because even if it's like, oh, I'm not necessarily focused on trends, but everything in my closet fits me well mm-hmm. and is comfortable and is easy and I feel good in it, that goes a long way, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in the summer. There are a lot of clothes in my closet that – I'll be wearing and I'm like, 
I could not hate this more. <laughs> yeah. And I I'm like, why do I <laughs> And I wear it like every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wear it all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to just get rid of this so that I'm forced to wear the clothes that I like. Yeah, but Makes then sense. sometimes you're like, I literally don't like anything. And nothing feels good and is nothing is com- and is nothing <laughs> and nothing is comfortable. That's true. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just a mood. <laughs> Um, That's yeah. so true. On a side note, but a related one, I really want to have country western style. That's my <laughs> mm. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I want to wear turquoise and silver jewelry. I want to wear, like, I want to wear cowgirl boots. I want to. Coastal cowgirl. <laughs> Is coastal cowgirl? I don't even know coastal cowgirl. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, I want full, full western. Well, I mean, you're in Missouri. Like, this is the time. Yeah. So just don't be surprised if that's my new capsule. Mm -hmm. I love that. I can't wait. Yeah. Start shopping at – what were some of those catalogs mom used to get that had a lot of turquoise jewelry? Mm -hmm. I can't think of – Oh. It wasn't Sundance. I thought thought it was Sundance. I mean, I like Sundance. The Sundance jewelry is really pretty. Mm -hmm. I really like their stuff. Yeah, maybe that was – I think there was another one I'm thinking of too, though. Long flowy skirts. Thinking, yeah, like, Tess, you could totally pull that off. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, some of that was helpful, and at least not. Um, at the very least, it doesn't lead you to astray. That's all we can really hope, right? Yeah. Is that if you no didn't one... like it, please don't follow it. Please, please don't. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always worried it's going to sound like preachy. Exactly. Like we so know what know, you should do. Like, we struggle. This this is warranted. Advice like people ask for this exactly. <laughs> we begged them to ask, said, but ask they us. did ask of their own volition. <laughs> they, they asked as like a favor to support our podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they probably were like all our mom or something, like just to be kind because it was anonymous. So be so nice. Um, okay, should we do weekly wins? Mm-hmm. Well, I just got back from visiting Tess and oh, Anne. It was so fun, and we had so much fun. And Kirksville. Claire was asking me, she's like, give me your honest opinion of Kirksville. Oh, don't say it like that. Don't say it like I said it like that. Claire, <laughs> That's exactly how you I said it. You give me your it. honest not opinion. Not, no, because, didn't. She, <gasps> not because she didn't like Kirksville, but because she wanted the dirt on my experience in Kirksville. It's true. And I said, I agree with what Tess said that we all made fun of. I could see myself living in Kirksville for the rest of my life. <laughs> I so loved fun. it. It Grace was so cute. Loves to just make these. Mm-hmm. Grace could live anywhere for the rest of her Huge life. Huge proclamation. And she's really mad if I say anything when she nice places. about something. She's like, Ooh, "You said this food is it's so good, so extreme." She's she like our dad she would in that way. Die for the Mexican <laughs> food I that would we had. Die to have that. <laughs> she said it was the best she had ever had. It was so good. In have you Ann guys- Arbor, Michigan. No, I <laughs> don't believe it. Is that- what do you think of that restaurant, Ann? It is actually the best. So it's good. Maiz. It was amazing. <laughs> and I was being positive about it because the Mexican food here is not that good. So I'm not positive about everything. Just <laughs> when something is really good, I let it be known. So I love it. Um, I love that she's like that. <laughs> so anyway. It's fun to be around. I would, I would live in Kirksville forever. I met her friends were so nice. It was just like yeah, her friends are really nice. I just nice. saw her life there. Just I was like, wow, she's really doing it. Mm-hmm. It looked so happy, guys. Yeah, guys. she seems really happy. Yeah, 
I am I am very happy here. I'm sad that our time here is so short, but I think maybe that's part of why I'm so like so happy because I'm just like yeah, gotta enjoy it while I have it. You feel like you could live there the rest of your life because you won't. Because I won't. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> but I, lo- I do love it here. Grace and I took a very long and sweaty walk that ended with both of us <laughs> yeah. trading, like taking turns holding Gwen, like, oh, and then the other one would like push the stroller because she was refusing to. We had to take her out of her clothes. Screaming. Yeah. She was, she was naked. She was just in a diaper. <laughs> She, and she wouldn't fit in her stroller. <laughs> just passing her between us. <laughs> at the end, Grace was holding her, like, kind of slightly, like, with her head, like, she was just, like, <laughs> just, like, flailing, like, sideways because Grace was just, like, I'm sorry. Just, like, <laughs> run walking. Yeah, we were just trying, trying to get to the car. the car. Oh, it was so funny and bad. Grace and Tess are the most dangerous couple. <laughs> It's true. We <laughs> could get halfway into a into a walk and realize that We're at the halfway so point we wanted to be done. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man! Well, I have two weekly wins. Um, one is that I went to Cleveland, um, and it was so much fun. I went to Crazy Bend. <laughs> I, I really all the hits. <laughs> It was a quick trip. I'm still I'm still not sure why she could only come for one night, but I won't let her live <laughs> it down. I know. She had obligations. Oh. Um no, I it left me wanting more. I was like, maybe this is like the trick. Maybe I should <laughs> make like, frequent That's so wow. mean. rude. Frequent. Well, no, like I've enjoyed it every time. This but is the trick like, to to be able to just deal no, with this I, I self-consciously feel like I've overstayed my welcome, even though it's not Claire's fault. She doesn't make me feel that way. But you know, like, mm-hmm. when you're at someone's house as a guest and you just feel like, mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, yeah, you feel bad. I'm in the way. So, like, I definitely could have done one more night and probably still not felt like I was in the way. But, yeah, I'm like, I should just come down all the time, stay the night, go to Crazy Bins, mm-hmm. <laughs> go back. We took her thrifting, too. One thrift store, she literally, (laughs) by the time she and Matt walked in, they were, like, maybe 100 feet ahead of me. By the time I made it into the store, they were turned around (laughs) walking out. (laughs) It was such a quick nope. And I was like. looking for furniture. And there was not There was not a stitch. I know. Yeah, but then we hit pay dirt at another one. So it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so fun. fun. It was just a low-key. I think also part of the magic was the last few trips have been for holidays. It's been for, yeah. like, Thanksgiving, Christmas, when mom came to visit, like, big events. Yeah. And this was, like, there was no expectations, so. Yeah. It was so fun to just, like, come and hang out and chill and mm-hmm. just, like, see Claire and her little cute family. Yeah, that was super fun. Um, She fed us really well. It was only three meals, so it was pretty easy. really no i'm just saying i'm not trying to sound bitter i'm just like it was easy i'd gone all out well because i was really mad that everyone said i have an ingredient household i haven't let that go and so i really went you know hard in the paint on the snacks Mm -hmm. this time i was like i'm gonna buy a lot of snacks and i even sent a picture and i was like claire has an ingredient household (laughs) And then my other weekly win is that I went to Greenfield Village, um, which I went to last year, so I won't, like, explain it too much. But it's basically, like, Henry Ford's 
mini town he made. He like imported all these cool homes and like historic places and you just go around and you see all these cute old houses and and it was so fun we went with the same friends that took us last i was gonna ask (laughs) we only have like (laughs) i also got to meet well i only got to meet the the wife of their friends but it was so fun to like i love meeting friends that i've heard a lot about Mm -hmm, yeah like a famous friend a famous friend yeah it was just like a treat on the same trip to get to meet like the two famous sisters, friends. famous yeah, friends. Yeah, it's true. I oh, love yeah. meeting famous friends. That's how I felt when I when we finally met Annalise too. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my mm-hmm. word, finally, you know. <laughs> yeah, an iconic famous friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Annalise is the ultimate. Um, I was going to say, she's, she's probably the like friends. the original famous friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's so excited listening to this right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, well, in connection with Grace's trip, Grace strikes again. She said that she was bringing... <laughs> Some oddities um, is what she called them for us to try. So it included like a back roller, which was luxurious on my painful back. She brought, oh, what was the, there was like a third oddity that I can't. Uh, a head wrap, like a Oh, she brought cheek. her like, yeah, it was like a hot and ice pack. Like it can be hot or cold. And it like, yeah, it wraps around your cheeks to give your jaw relief. And it was it's so It's meant nice. for like wisdom teeth, but- it's great if you clench your jaw and get headaches from that. It was so nice. Although she only let us use it for like two seconds at a time because she she was mainly bringing it for herself. I can't. Oh, no. I, I rolled into town with a really hot head and she was so just, red when she came to our house. I threw him straight in the freezer and I just, I needed it for me. Uh, and then her third thing was a juicer. Um, and she made us tons of juices, and then she left, and we were so excited about her juices, and Luke was looking into buying, like, nut milk bags to make our own juice. Say, say what he said about the apple juice. <laughs> he said, he said, I want apple juice to be my water. Like, yeah. he wants to <laughs> so this is, drink. This is my water. <laughs> yeah, this is my water. We were like, that's, that's not sustainable. He's that's saying something for Luke, because he drinks a lot of water. He drinks so much so water. That's a big, that's a, that's a big statement. <laughs> and there could not be a more extreme person than Luke. Trio. <laughs> that's true. All three of us Luke together. Justin Grace. That's so true. Uh, very, very bold uh, statements being passed around yeah. the whole week. But... Then Grace left, and a giant package appeared on my doorstep. <gasps> and what Grace. was it? But a super nice juicer, and we've been having Bougie so Grace. much fun Grace. juicing all kinds of things. It just came yesterday, and we haven't gone grocery shopping, so we've just been juicing like things that we find in our fridge. Just <laughs> it together. sounds disgusting. <laughs> I did. I told Grace I put uh, some asparagus ends. In a juice oh. because I had, you know, like oh. I like cracked them and I put like the cracked ends in so I wouldn't waste them. But it's great for eliminating oh. food waste. And Luke is having the time of his life and it's just the best thing ever. So big, big thanks to Grace. Rich, rich you're, Grace you're era. Rich era. <laughs> rich Grace era. Rich era. We love it. Um, okay, well, my weekly win was that Dave and I played pickleball finally. Um, when I First time the gym, ever playing? The only other time I played was when we played up in Alaska like five years ago. 
Do you guys remember that? We went to Lions Park, the worst tennis courts in the history <laughs> the of the world. world. Um, do you guys remember that? I can't remember no, who was there. I, there. I do remember that. I think Tess I think was, was there. Our, yeah, I think it was me and maybe dad. Well, I thought I kind of from that one time I was like, oh yeah, I've played before. And then when push came to shove, I was like, actually I have no recollection how to play. Like the rules. And the rules are kind of complicated. Do you guys mm-hmm. feel like, especially with doubles? So I had so we have a gym membership, and when we got the membership, I was like, oh, we'll play pick like one of the selling points for Dave was like, I was like, oh, we'll play pickleball. Well, it's been months and we've never played pickleball. And part of the reason is I was a little intimidated because there's always people on the courts and it's like winners split, uh, losers leave the court, you know, next person on cycles in. Like I was just like, how does this work? There's no reservations. You kind of just have to like wait in line for an opening. And that just sort of stressed me out. But finally, one time this week, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, I want to get into playing. So we went and Dave had just played with some of his buddies. So he was like a little more fresh on the rules. So we walk in and immediately he's like, okay, so here are the rules. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I am not understanding. <laughs> Do not say rules to Claire. Hey. You hate it. So mean. It's just, I mean. It's just you angrily turn off your brain. I have. I don't angrily. I was trying so hard to focus, but I'm just like, I learn by doing. I learn by doing. I was like, I'm never going to learn unless I try, you know? But I thought we'd just wait for like an open court. And I was prepared to wait as long as it took. You know, I was like, I'll I'll wait for an hour if I have to, just for people to clear away. But that's not how it works. People were very nice, but like one game ended and people turned, the people on the court turned to us and they're like, are you guys playing? And I was like, oh, I'm brand new. Like I've I just lied because I was like didn't want to be like I played once five years ago with my 14 year old sister. You know I wasn't gonna like go into detail. So I was just like I've never played for all intents and purposes. I never had. And Dave is like, yeah, we're beginners. Like it's okay. And they're like, no, we're all beginners. Once we don't care about that. Like come on to the court. And I was Ooh. like, oh my word, this is a nightmare. <laughs> but you know, I had no choice. So I played. We played with. Um, some very nice people who were way better than us, like were probably so annoyed to have to be playing with us, but they were very, very nice. By the third game, I felt like I at least had a handle on it, but I was playing like I was playing tennis. So it's just the ball does not bounce, you know? So I was just like giving it my all, like these double-handed backhands and stuff. And Dave's like, you don't need two hands in pickleball. Like, <laughs> it's fine, you know. But I did hurt both of my shoulders somehow. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just old now. It's like I played just a new 40. activity for, yeah. Tess had the audacity to say I'm almost 40. I'm 34. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being 40, but I'm I'm 34. Um, so anyway, it was lots of fun. And Dave was like, so do you feel like, like you have a handle on it? Like we could play. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still really intimidated at the thought of doing it at the gym again. But I feel like at least I have a good enough handle that was summer coming. Hopefully we could play like yeah. outside, but yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Okay. I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. <laughs>